0: Hey everyone, Maddie here. So in this episode, you'll hear me advertising the Patreon and saying that it directly supports the show. Now, I know it's a little weird that I'm mentioning this before the episode starts, but I wanna make something pretty clear. Things have somewhat changed with the Patreon since the recording of this episode. Don't worry, patrons still get everything that I mention in this episode, including episodes a day early, and for $7 patrons' final thoughts, but in addition to your Patreon pledge, now you'll be contributing to a good cause. Each month, I'm going to be donating half of what I make on Patreon to a nonprofit of my patrons' choosing. This month, we donated to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, and next month, we'll donate to a new charity that my patrons choose. There will be a poll at the end of the month for patrons only. So if you want to contribute, if you'd like to, you know, suggest a charity or something like that, feel free to donate. Again, for just $1 a month, you get access to episodes a day early, weekly updates from me, and you know your money is going to a good cause. I have a video explaining a little bit more about why this decision was made and everything like that up on the YouTube page, so definitely check that out if you're interested. Thanks so much for listening and your continued support. Now, let's get into the episode. Please note, this is part two to our two-part summer series. If you haven't heard part one yet, I suggest pausing this and going back to listen to that. Otherwise, you'll be kind of confused. Thanks so much! Can be a wonderful and useful tool. It can be used to create amazing things and stay connected to those that we love. But what happens when an obsession with the internet goes too far and it turns out that everyone is not who they seem to be? Hey, have you heard about the catfishing murders of East Tennessee? welcome back to part two of the catfishing murders of east tennessee i'm sure as you heard in the intro of this episode this is once again trying to make sure you understand part two so if you want to listen to the first part to get the context of what specifically happened in this case the murders and the investigation involved in it definitely go back to our june episode and check that out Yes. I'm your host, Maddie. Welcome to Hey Have You Heard About. Joining me once again is my friend Phoebe. Hi, thank oh. you for having me again. Of course, our willing, slash maybe unwilling guest of the two part summer episode. Look, I love Catfish. I mean, it's I, a show I greatly enjoy. I thought this would be perfect for you because it's I, up how there can, with dance moms. Exactly. For me. We, <laughs> ooh. I don't know if you guys heard, but it's storming outside now. Uh, So if you hear thunder, just think of it as ambiance to this part of the story, because this is when it gets crazy and creepy. And I tried, once again, I found, most of my information comes from actual court documents, you know, that detail the case. That detail the case. And so I tried my best to distill all the information that I got in this court document and make it as easy to follow and understand as possible. Because there are a lot of names involved in this second part of the story. There are like 50% of them are not real people. You know, you'll hear me <laughs> be like Chris, you know, and that's when it's like not a real person. I'll put an emphasis on the name. But I mean, this, this is, craziness so hang on to your hats folks because oh 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 wild so i'm excited (laughs) (laughs) you should be it's it's interesting but it's crazy so where we left off on part one we found out that chris who was the cia agent who first contacted janelle and her her family and her boyfriend that billy payne and billy jean hayworth who were the victims in this case Chris was the first one who contacted them and was like, I'm a CIA agent and these people are trying to kill Janelle and Janelle is, needs to be protected at all costs. So you need to take care of them before they take care of her, pretty much. In simplest terms, I could say. We found out Chris was actually a catfish the whole time. We still don't know who could Chris possibly uh, be behind the screen. So was Chris this guy from Delaware or was he just using his photos? So somebody was using Chris from Delaware's photos. So Chris, as I said in the first part, they traced pictures and photos of quote unquote Chris from the CIA that he had included in his emails back to another guy named Chris who lived in Delaware and was a former police officer. The Chris in the pictures was a real person. He did not work for the CIA like Chris the catfish claimed so chris from delaware was contacted by police and he's actually dun, dun, dun. every time the thunder doesn't want to do that sorry he's actually in the documentary too pretty to live on investigation discovery so it was interesting to hear his side of the story so chris from delaware had actually gone to high school with janelle mm-hmm. so he knew her like personally not personally but he knew her The Potters had moved to Tennessee from up north. They were originally from Pennsylvania, and Janelle went to high school with Chris from Delaware. He claimed that she was really strange in high school. Now, I will say, Janelle did have a learning disability. Speaking, you know, as somebody who has studied learning disabilities and, you know, all that stuff, just because somebody has a learning disability that might deal with how they learn how they understand certain things i don't think that negates their actions um i think they you know people with learning disabilities and mental health issues too unless it's something very like it's hard for them to control and all that stuff i think they need to be held accountable for their actions Mm -hmm. and all that sort of stuff so if i know there are some people that said janelle didn't know any better because of her learning disability i don't necessarily see the connection Personally, like me looking at it between knowing like murder is wrong and having a learning disability. Yeah, that's not something I would use to excuse yeah. murder. Yeah, but that might have contributed to her awkwardness and strangeness that Chris pointed out in high school mm-hmm. was this learning disability. He said that she had a major crush on him in high school, but he never really reciprocated these feelings. He just kind of knew like she was just a person that existed and didn't really associate with her beyond that. Um, And then he said he claimed that he never saw or spoke with Janelle again after they graduated from high school. So he had never heard of any contact with Janelle besides maybe like a friend on Facebook and, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. But when investigators showed him the pictures that had been included in the emails, he recognized some of the photos as old profile pics from his Facebook. Somebody, hmm, I wonder who. Is Facebook creeping? Yeah, was Facebook creeping and taking his pictures and including them in the emails to prove that Chris, Chris, the CIA agent, was real suspicious okay very suspicious Very suspicious. yeah so who are the potters let's go over their history real quick like i said they originally moved from pennsylvania they moved to mountain city in 2004 buddy claimed to have worked for the cia during the vietnam war so there is that connection to the cia in their family but janelle's parents coddled her a lot they were mm-hmm. very protective of her now if it's because she had a learning disability. The articles that I read described her as having a bit of a learning disability. I don't know what it was. I think it had to do with writing, just based mm-hmm. on the emails that I read of hers. But again, that doesn't negate the fact that she murdered or had a hand in murdering Murder, people. Yeah. Apparently, Janelle's parents coddled her and were very protective. She was not allowed to have a boyfriend until she was, like, they moved to Mountain City, Tennessee. How old was she when they moved? Around, like, late 20s early 30s i want to say weird yeah which is really weird she did say her sister actually um was also in the documentary and is discussed in the um court case notes i'm not going to say her name here because i don't think she wants to be associated with her family too much she's actually what is it called when you're like you don't speak with your family anymore estranged yeah she's estranged with her family i can understand why yeah she said that she saw how manipulative janelle could be she knew what she quote was capable of now in the past janelle was able to really manipulate her parents into thinking certain things. The articles that I read in the court documents were never really specific, but they said that as much as her parents coddled her, Janelle had a level of control over her parents as well, where she would say, like, this happened to me in school and -and so-and-so was bullying me, and then they would start harassing and bothering the person that was supposedly bullying Janelle. Mm -hmm. Because they were very protective of her and they wanted to take care of her, including when it came to people, quote unquote, harassing her. Mm -hmm. Her sister saw this as an issue and realized that she was capable of making her parents go to extremes pretty much to protect Mm -hmm. her and was like, no, I can't handle that. She, the sister did move to Mountain City to help her grandmother, Barbara, who was Janelle's mother. Barbara's mother was sick. And that's why they moved down to Tennessee in the first place was to take care of her. So she stuck around as like an in-home nurse for her Mm -hmm. grandmother. And then Barbara and Janelle just got to be too much. And she actually sought an order of protection against her sister and her parents. Wow. Rough. Yeah. Like, that's a lot. Yeah. So this online feud. In part one, I mentioned that investigators started looking at the Potters because of this online feud that they were having with the victims. So let's talk about that, how we got to that point. Janelle, when they first moved down there in 2004, was kind of a loner. She, I mean again, her parents were very controlling, they you know wanted to keep tabs on her at all times, so she really only went to like the pharmacy and the grocery store. At the pharmacy one day when she was getting her medication, because again she had diabetes, the pharmacist on staff, this woman who was actually Billy Payne's sister really took pity on her and was like, "Hey, you look kind of lonely. Do you want to be friends?" Janelle first met Billy Payne and Jamie, who was the cousin, through Billy Payne's sister, the pharmacist. Mm-hmm. They would go out together, like as a group. They would have parties and stuff, which Janelle had never, you know, been involved with because mm-hmm. again, she's kind of a loner growing up, and then you know, now that she'd uh, moved to a new place. And she supposedly instantly started crushing on Billy Payne, who was not interested, not, you know, I guess Janelle just wasn't his type, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But he and his sister started to set up Jamie and Janelle. And at first Janelle's parents were like, no, you can't have a boyfriend. And finally, like after they snuck around for months, of being together, and then Janelle would be like, "No, we're not together," and then she'd be like, "We are together," and just really stringing Jamie along, pretty much. Yeah, her parents were finally like, "Okay, yeah, y'all can be boyfriend and girlfriend." That's so wild. Yeah, she's in her thirties, and they're I know controlling her like that. It's, it's just it's just crazy. Some people's families, man. <laughs> I understand living at home, um, but like for your your parents to tell you who you can and can't date when you're yeah, in your thirties that's weird. Janelle was really stringing Jamie along all the while pretty much wishing she was with Billy Payne. Hardcore crushing on him. Like Mm. messaging him and calling him and all this stuff. Unfortunately, Billy Payne started dating Billie Jean Hayworth in 2010 and that is when the harassment started. In Mountain City, there's a website called Topics which Mm -hmm. was kind of like the community bulletin board pretty much anybody could post anything and you know people could comment and talk it was like a social media page just for this little town Mm -hmm. right i'm sure a ton of little towns have it yeah, the thunder knows we're getting into some <laughs> some stuff now. Ooh. So this person named Matt Potter, suspicious already, oh, yes. started to post really negative and malicious comments on topics talking about Hayworth and then some of her friends as well. He also threatened violence towards her. Some of the rumors that he started about them was that they were part of my French sluts, whores. They all had HIV. They were sleeping with everybody, oh, like that's awful. 50% of people in town. You know, all these really disgusting rumors mm-hmm. about these people. Like, and again, rumors, mm-hmm. not real. Yeah. Obviously. And then another person named Kelly agreed and also backed those claims up and said, like, constantly was supporting Janelle and being like, Janelle is just this sweet girl and she's in and out in the hospital all the time and they just keep harassing her and they just need to stop because they're all sluts you know really weird yeah really uncomfy too just like overall like it leaves a bad taste in your mouth Mm -hmm. when people started to confront janelle about matt and kelly matt Mm. and kelly you know Yeah. She claimed that she didn't know them and had never posted anything negative about anybody to Facebook, to Topics, whatever, what have you. But she was like, I don't know these people at all. I don't know who they are. They're not my friends. I would never post anything like that. Blah, blah, Mm. blah, 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 blah. You know? Yeah. Being really suspicious about it as well. Interestingly, Hayworth's friends started getting friend requests from Janelle only to see her posting like negative things about people constantly and claiming that they were harassing her so she would say like Billie Jean is so horrible she's such an awful person and she won't stop harassing me when Billie Jean is not doing anything at all mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying yeah really over the top just lies just straight yeah. up lies when they would confront her, she would say that she had never posted anything negative about anybody, and then that she would blame her medical condition. I read some of the, the DMs or the, the messages that she would send people whenever they were like, hey, that's not true, you're saying all these things, you know, so-and-so has never talked about you poorly and all the stuff. She would be like, oh, honey, sweetheart, I would never say anything negative about that person. They are so kind. I just, they sometimes will come up to me in the street and just call me really bad names. And I just wish they would stop harassing me because I'm, you know, in and out of the hospital all the time. And I'm always so sick. And, you know, any little bit of harassment just makes me feel ill and I have to go to the hospital. Uh, You know, literally all of that kind of, like, all those excuses. Yeah, We all probably know somebody who at one point or another will do something horrible. And then when you call them out on it, they'll be like, oh my anxiety you know yeah. like <laughs> it was that exactly and it was just her being like i never say anything negative i'm just in the hospital all the time and they're harassing me you know mm-hmm. to billy jean hayworth's friends who know billy jean better yeah. than she does yeah and this happened more than once this i read in the court documents like three different instances where this happened mm-hmm. it was crazy after the friends would message janelle and confront her about the comments that she's making janelle would continue to message them and call them constantly and harass them to no end mm. there was this instance where one of Billie jean hayworth's friends confronted her and then unfriended her on facebook and janelle called her house repeatedly over the course of like the next two weeks And would just breathe into the phone. That's so weird and freaky. I know. There was another instance where, I don't know if it was the same friend, but somebody got a phone call that was from Janelle, and they picked it up, and it was obvious that somebody, Janelle, was using a voice modulator to make their voice sound a lot deeper, and they Mm -hmm. literally threatened them. They were like, stop harassing Janelle or else you're going to get it, you know? Over unfriending them on Facebook? Yes. Wow. I mean awful and and janelle you know i get when you are kind of an awkward socially awkward or not socially awkward but like you are have social anxiety and stuff mm-hmm. i get like the internet being your safe space and making friends on the internet and then when they unfriend you or unfollow you like that, that can that can hurt but at the same time it's not worth calling them and harassing them and making threats you know Mm, like it's just not worth it she made claims that as i said in part one people were coming to her house and shooting at it now she told buddy this and he literally sat outside waiting for the shooters to come and nobody did and then the next night he wasn't waiting and all of a sudden he heard a bang and looked out and there were suddenly bullet holes and like their trailer. Oh gosh. Yeah. Didn't see who was shooting though. Didn't see anything like that. But he he claimed that there, there had been bullet holes there. Honestly, when it comes to Barbara and Buddy, they make all these claims that they saw people you know, harassing Janelle or they saw, like, these bullet holes and stuff, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's real or not. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if it's them trying to cover up and trying to prove that Janelle's right or if it's just... Because obviously, like, it doesn't sound like... In this situation, it doesn't sound like the victims were the ones harassing Janelle. It sounds like Janelle was the one harassing them, you know? Yeah. Even though there's an online feud, it doesn't sound like they were the type of people to go out and actually, like, physically go to her place and shoot at the house or put sugar in the gas tank, you know? They just don't come across that way to me at all. Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts so far? Suspicious. It's very suspicious. And it's it's, it's starting to sort of... I mean, Janelle, up to this point, it's obvious she knows how to work the internet very well Mm -hmm. because that's... I mean, she used it to get pictures of Chris... Chris um, Chris from Delaware and use it as like Chris from the CIA and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, obviously, she's Matt Potter and Kelly. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. So investigators know all this, but now it's time to try and prove all this as well. Mm-hmm. Janelle was very active on Facebook. According to the court documents, the court had around 2,700 to 2,800 pages of content from her Facebook page. Wow. And really not just hers, but like three different people. Of course, Barbara and Buddy and Jamie as well, but hers and three catfish accounts (laughs) that she was using. Yeah. She was telling friends, I'm not harassing Billie Jean at all. Like I would never say a bad word. I'm so sick. But she had hundreds of posts made about... The harassment and the fact that she was sick and she you know basically talking poorly about billy jean and, mm-hmm. and billy Payne, mm-hmm. just hundreds and hundreds of posts about it she also talked about a brother named chris or cody she would switch those names around in the cia she had chris potter and matt potter listed as her brothers on facebook And they didn't exist. And they didn't exist, which was weird. And she also made the claim, you know, earlier that I don't know a Matt Potter at Mm -hmm. all, you know? Weird. Weird. She also claimed, like, whenever mean posts would come from her account and people called her out about it, she'd be like, my account got hacked. I'm sorry, you guys. These people keep hacking my account because they hate me and I'm too pretty, you know? Weird. (laughs) Really weird. Really, really weird. Not only that, but Chris the CIA agent would mm. post to her account as well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she just gave me a, a look, yeah, like oh a what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what I mean, thoughts about that? I mean, it's kind of obvious at this point that Chris isn't real, we know no, that very like, right, How right. did other people not see it exactly? Exactly, it's but uh, you know, it's like maybe they're just blind. I mean, like when it comes to Jamie and barbara and buddy maybe they were just blinded by the fear that they felt about janelle being in danger you know because like when you watch catfish the show they're always like yeah like they never want to facetime or they say that they can't ever call me and we've been dating for eight years and they always ask me for money and i've never actually met them yeah but i love them you know so maybe it's like maybe they're so blinded by their emotions Mm -hmm. whether that be like fear or love not like they're ignoring the the weirdness of it all that would be my explanation i don't know though i watch too much catfish though so I mean, like, yeah i could be I, that's not any psychological basis that's just based off of me watching the show so of course we already talked about the shredded emails that they found the three bags worth of shredded emails that they found in buddy's car but before we get there and before we talk about that Briefly, I want to talk about IP addresses. And I want to thank our sponsor, Express VP. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, no, no. But IP addresses. So basically your IP address is like a unique set of numbers for your computer and like your phone. Like each, I believe each device has its own IP address. Mm -hmm. I don't know for sure. What? I don't know for sure. I'm just going along with what you're saying. Right, right. I mean, I did a little bit of research, and the the court case document talked a little bit about them. But from what I understand, like, your computer has the same IP address unless you're using, like, a VPN to block your IP address or something like that. But it's a way for, in this case, um, it was a way for investigators to identify where all these emails from Chris and other fake people were coming from. Mm Mm-hmm. And so you would think, like if Chris was a real person, Chris the CIA agent was a real person, you would think his IP address, where he sending, where he is sending his emails from, would be different than the Potter's IP address on their computer. Mm-hmm. They were the same IP address. Hmm. hmm. <laughs> so basically, that means somebody in the Potter's household who Janelle? could possibly. Yeah. Oh, 100%. (laughs) Somebody in the Potter household was sending emails from Chris to Buddy, Barbara, and Jamie instead of, like, somebody... It was obvious because the IP addresses were the same, that somebody from inside the house was sending the emails, and manipulating the others receiving the emails into believing a certain story. Mm -hmm. Chris, the CIA agent, and Barbara would exchange emails often about Janelle being in danger from the victims. So Mm -hmm. Chris, the CIA agent, would include screenshots from Facebook topics in MySpace. And this is where it gets kind of confusing, and I got kind of lost in in the details. But he would send screenshots to Barbara saying, like, look how I'm protecting Janelle on Facebook. And, like, all these people are being horrible. And, you know, look at all these people who are actually, like, other catfish accounts that Janelle was running, pretty much. Look yeah. at all these people that are in support of Janelle. And they love her. She's such an amazing person and just an amazing human being. And, like, we're all rooting for her. And all these people are just trying to bring her down and harass her and stuff like that you know Uh. just like really icky over the top stuff Chris like I said Chris the CIA agent would also communicate with Jamie through Janelle's email account as well Mm -hmm. so if that doesn't tell you who might be the one running the Chris the CIA agent catfish scam I don't know what does but also they brought in a typing analysis like somebody who studies how people type and Mm -hmm. how people you know just write yeah and compared chris's emails to how janelle would write her facebook posts and it was almost identical can't even try to hide exactly (laughs) same spelling mistakes same grammatical errors Same random capitalization throughout. It was the exact same. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I didn't even think about this. But maybe like the family was in on it the whole time and they were just feigning innocence. It's all just very, very weird. Yeah. I don't know how you wouldn't... Again, maybe blinded by fear of uh, this CIA agent. is like, hey, somebody's trying to kill your daughter. You know, maybe (laughs) maybe that's it. I don't know. It's all very, very strange for sure. Mm -hmm. Again, this is like... Everything from that court document condensed down into just a couple of points. There's so much more to this. I mean, Janelle straight up had at least six different catfish accounts. Wow. So like Matt and, and Kelly, Chris, I think there was another one. There was another catfish named Barbara too. You know, same name as her mom. Yeah, that's weird. So that's four. And then I think there were like three others that they mentioned in the court document. Barbara and Chris would message each other or talk to each other through Facebook comments on Janelle's Facebook page, (laughs) sharing their support for her and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like craziness. But this is just kind of to highlight just, I mean, the depths that this woman went to to try and convince her friends and family that she was in danger. Yeah. You know, and it just makes me wonder, like, obviously she had a crush on... Billy Payne, like she says that she admits to it mm-hmm. but it, I mean, is it really worth all of that you know no, like not, not <laughs> at all, not at all it's just very perplexing that yeah, I don't know. Just go to all that trouble for that exactly, and then you know just to when the baby was born, when Billy Payne and Billy Jean Hayworths baby was born you know that's i think that's when chris first appeared and started to reach out and then that's when he was like these people are trying like out to kill her out to get her so you need to get him first so i think really that was the turning point when janelle realized that billy Payne was never going to be hers because he had a baby with another woman exactly Awful woman, awful. So the trial, all the evidence, all of this, the Facebook posts, the emails, the IP addresses, the typing expert, the history of the family and stuff like all of this was brought to the trial. And all of this is really good evidence, right? I mean, it Mm -hmm. literally has Pictures. pictures and emails of Chris saying like they need to die. Do you know what the defense said? I didn't do it. They they claimed that the computer was hacked with malware and was controlling... Mm. Somebody else was controlling and writing and sending the emails. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. I read that, and I was like, hmm, oh, okay. Because, like, literally the court document... The court document that I found is actually... Like, About an appeal that Barbara tried to make to lessen her prison sentence. I'm not even kidding. There's 62 pages. 50 of the pages were the prosecution's evidence and their timeline and everything like that. (laughs) Half a page was the defense's evidence and excuse and timeline. Like not even, I mean... It was a big yikes, it's a big yikes. But they claimed the computer was hacked with malware and somebody else was writing and sending the emails. Obviously that's not true, very weak defense. All four people were found guilty. So Jamie and Buddy were tried for murder. Jamie had a plea deal and is currently serving 25 years. This is why I feel bad for Jamie because I feel like he was very manipulated Mm -hmm. throughout the whole thing because he was, like, again, he was convinced that Chris, the CIA agent, was a real person somehow. And he really just wanted to protect his girlfriend. Does that mean that he should have done what he did? No. No, He's a vile person for doing that. But at least he is, like, he has recognized the mistakes that he made and he's very regretful. Mm. He is heartbroken that he he did his cousin. Yeah. He's like heartbroken that he did what he did. So at least there's that at least, you know, he recognizes it and he acknowledges it. Mm -hmm. Buddy was convicted on two counts of first degree murder and he is currently serving two life sentences. So he's not getting out, ever. Barbara and Janelle were tried for masterminding the murder and received life sentences as well. So they're not getting out either. Now they both tried to appeal it, but of course, obviously, given the circumstances and the evidence, didn't work out, Mm -hmm. they're still there. Don't worry, they're still there. So according to some emails and things like that, we do have a sort of motive that Janelle had for controlling everybody and manipulating them into killing Uh Payne and Hayworth. Do you want to hear what it was? Yeah. Basically, according to her, the reason these two people had to die is because she was too pretty and smart and they hated her for it. And the police weren't helping anymore. And so her dad had to take matters into his own hands. Okay. What a character. hmm So that's the story of the catfishing murders of East Tennessee. What do you think? <laughs> that was wild from start to finish i know it really like when i saw that TikTok initially and then i watched the documentary which i really recommend it was actually pretty good i think it's on youtube for free hmm. i'll send it to you if yes, not please i'll give you my discovery plus <laughs> it's just wild mm-hmm. i don't know the thought process like i can't yeah. understand it you know it honestly sounds like and i'm not making excuses for her at all because janelle did what she did she's a vile person for it you know she deserves mm-hmm. The sentence that she got I get you know being lonely and having controlling parents and like being upset about all that stuff but I feel like she never properly grew up yeah and like never properly matured and again you know People might say because she had a learning disability or something like that. No, that's not an excuse. That's not an excuse. I think there are things that her parents could have done differently. I think, you know, they could, they tried to keep her, you know, they tried to limit her internet privileges and her phone privileges, but I think they could have done much more. Because, like, I remember reading she would go out and buy, like, a secret phone so she could text Jamie and stuff like that, you know? So, Uh like... I don't know. I feel like there were things that her parents could have done differently. Obviously, not murdered somebody. Um, Two people. <laughs> yes. That could have been handled differently. But yeah, I just... I don't know. I don't know how you get to that point. Yeah. When catfish... People who catfish other people on like the show, catfish, talk about it. It seems like they just are so lonely. They need some type of attention. And maybe mm-hmm. that's how it started with Janelle. Is she just... You know, she just moved to a new place, she doesn't have a lot of friends, mm-hmm. she wants to get attention, whether that be positive or negative. And just when Billy Payne started dating Billy Jean Hayworth, she just got really jealous and angry about it and just handled it in the only way that she knew or could think of how to handle it, just by creating a ton yeah. of catfish accounts. I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird case, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's certainly an interesting one. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for sticking around for this two-parter. Thank you, Phoebe, for joining me. me. Of course. Yeah. I'm glad I could share this weird one with you. (laughs) (laughs) It's a wild one. And again, if you guys are interested in reading the court document yourself, I left a lot out just for the sake of time and my sanity, (laughs) because I literally read like 52 pages of that. I just, there there was so much information but that is going to be linked down in the description or the show notes however you're listening to this if you like what you heard and you want to you know leave a review or something feel free I read all of those they come in handy you know helps the show and it's really awesome if you want to keep up to date with the podcast you can follow us on twitter and instagram at HHYHA podcast I post updates and clues and stuff I don't know what August is going to be but it's going to be our conspiracy theory episode so get ready for that if you want to support the show directly you can donate to the Patreon where for $1 a month you'll get weekly updates as well as episodes a day early. For $7 patrons, final thoughts should be up next week, so expect that as well. I'm hoping it's going to be an interesting one. And if you would like some merch and you want to help donate to a good cause, check out our merch store at teespring.com. You can buy some cute stuff and all the proceeds go straight to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Great organization, great cause, great merch. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, I hope you guys have a wonderful July. I hope you have a wonderful beginning of August and we will see you next month. Goodbye. Bye.